as I grow and as I help other people grow, I get paid. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, sounds like a amazing job to me. Yeah, um, me I just yeah, I just jumped in and started working on myself. I could I couldn't do anything like this what I'm doing today. I, I hated public speaking. I would just you know I'd be in let's say at school and they'll tell you to go speak in front of the class or whatever. I'd rather just break my leg than do that. Yeah, something I learned from Mindset Mentor was like, you know, our dreams die in a comfort zone and I don't want my dreams to die. So, you know, I started getting outside my comfort zone. Anything that I didn't feel comfortable doing, I started to learn to love. And yeah. that was the most powerful thing I've ever done in my life. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. My name is Jake and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth takes center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. I'm here with another interview episode and today's guest is one of the youngest, most impressive people that I've gotten an opportunity to meet over the last few months. Um, what I love about him is he's from my hometown as well, which is great. Uh, most of you know that I've traveled around and I haven't been in Perth for, well, I've been there for about two months in the last six years, but this young lad's 23 years old from my hometown. He was on apprenticeship wage and starting January last year, he decided to make changes of that, got into a bit of trading and network marketing. And within just a shorter period of time, he has now hit five figure months taking what was six months worth of work and turning it into one month worth of wage, which at the age of 23 is incredible and very, very life-changing. But not only that, this guy has some of the best discipline that I've seen from a young bloke. Um, honestly, I've seen him on social media doing some of these crazy challenges. He's had 200 days of discipline now, wasn't even 100. He doubled that. He's, and he's still going on, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's done some crazy marathon runs over 48 hours. He's well into his ice baths. He's got the mental discipline of an absolute beast and he's just crushing his industry. He's become the youngest director. He's the number one recruiter in his company. He's the top visionary, um, of 2022 and he's absolutely crushing it at life. So not only that, but I think, and we'll get into this, but I think if come sober at 23 which sounds crazy especially um for those of you that know what it's like growing up in perth um we do like a good beer and a good party so what i did for all my 20s was like that so to do that at such a young age i am so impressed with how far you've come so quickly and without further ado bailey powell thank you for joining us how are you doing today oh amazing bro that was an incredible introduction man and like as soon as i heard your podcast um for the first time i was like i need to meet this guy and then I realized, you know, you were from Perth and that I have spoken to you and you're the one who recommended the podcast. I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. It's just, I loved it, man. It was really good what you did. And I just really related to it. So I Thanks, wanted to, to get to know you and jump on here. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, for 
like for my point of view, I'm a trader as well. So you do trading, you're in the crypto space more. So um, I do scalp trading and a bit of crypto trading. But for me, I just wanted to find a way to kind of give people the mindset shifts that they need to really make it in this space and, and in all entrepreneurship, because I'm sure you can contest to this, that like mindset is like 90%, if not more trading, entrepreneurship, success in life. I think so much of that comes to what goes on inside your head and the discipline and the willpower and stuff like that, that you can create. Would you agree? Yeah. hundred percent. I believe like if you can master your mind, you can master anything because your mind is at the end of the day is what actually controls you and what you do and what you believe in the way that you think. And uh, I, I just believe if you can control your mind and create that discipline, like there's not much that you can't achieve. Yeah. Um, when you think about it, the only difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is the way they think it's their mindset. It's so true. And I find that the more people I speak to on this podcast, you know, those seven figure earners, whenever I speak to them, you can tell it's a different conversation. You've had the luxury of speaking to multimillionaires as well. And you can feel the energy, just the conversations different, just the way that they talk to you is different, the way they talk about themselves and hold themselves. It's just a different mindset, really. And I, I think the more we can bring that to everyone, hopefully the more people can cling on to that and find the little nuggets or little mindset shifts that they need to um to get them to the level of whatever it is you're they're tr trust striving for, you know, entrepreneurship, trading, whatever it is. Um, those key little, I don't know about you, but I hear like one sentence every now and again, and it just kind of joins the dots. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, that's what I needed to hear at this point in time. And then sometime, yeah. maybe six months later, there'll be a bunch of other information and two more dots will be joined. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I needed. Yeah. It's like when you, when you read a book for the second time, like mm. the first time you it, you know you're in it with a very new mind but then the second time you're in it with a another new mind but a more developed mind and it's like reading a completely different book it's the same yeah. thing as like when you're listening to someone you might have heard of a hundred times but for some reason when someone else says it it's, it clicks it's like what it's yeah. like they didn't say anything different it was just like that, that you just needed to hear it at that time because your mindset wasn't developed to hear it when you did hear it the first time yeah i think that's a really key factor as well because lots of people I find lots of people without a growth mindset, they kind of shut off when you go to tell them something. It's like, oh, I've heard this before and they don't want to hear it. But you never know when that'll hit differently with the information that you've gained since hearing it last time. And maybe the state of mind that you're in, maybe last time you were frustrated, maybe this time you're in a happy, joyous mode and um, mind. And that's what you kind of needed to make that connection. And I love that, you, you know, rereading books. I never used to do that. I used to think, oh, yeah, I've read that. I have that egotistical, like I've read that book. I didn't really like reading until I was probably 26. So even older than you are now, but now I love it. But yeah, I had that egotistical, like I've read this book. Now I get a book. I'm like, how many times can I read this before? Like <laughs> I want to find something else and like audio books as well. I've two, three times because you do, you hear it from a different state of mind and you hear it from a different frame of reference. And it often brings me those new bits of information. Have you tried something that I heard Alex and Mosey talk about where, or even I think it was Rob Dial actually, you read a book while listening to the audio at the same time. So you're getting like two stimuluses at the same <laughs> time, which allows that. you to actually retain the information, but also read faster because you're listening and reading the book. I haven't done it before, but I definitely want to. And one of the books I really want to do it with is um, Outwitting the Devil um, by okay. Napoleon Hill. Because that book is just crazy. Um, it wasn't able to be published until all the people in the Pauline family died. So oh, wow. it's going to be pretty interesting to read. I've got it next to read. I uh, can't wait. I haven't so heard of that one. I'm going to have to chuck it on my list of books here. That's great. Yeah, it's a great book. Right. Let's dig into a little bit of your journey. Um, You've come so fast, so, so far, so fast, shall we say, and at such a young age. Why don't you take me back to a little bit like what did 
what did baby Bailey want to do? Like, I'm sure coming out of school, you weren't seeing yourself as the number one network marketer at 23. What did you start? Where did, where, what did you want to do to begin? Um, so pretty much through high school, um, I didn't want to do uni. I didn't enjoy high school, like in terms of homework and study and all that kind of stuff. Um, I always loved playing sports. Um, mm-hmm. So I realized I didn't want to go uni. So I realized I had to get a trade like most people. Um, and my uncle was very successful as an electrician. And I just thought that's just where the money is going to be made. Um, so as soon as I finished high school, um, actually in year 12, I did a, um, a cert two in electrotechnology, which allows you to get into a spiky apprenticeship nice. um, easier. So I did that in year 12. So I was only at uh, work. I was only at school three days a week, which was really cool. <laughs> I loved yeah. that. And the fact <laughs> I was at TAFE and at um, working two times that week as well. But what what I I really did enjoy it. Um, like love you know working with my hands and all that kind of stuff. Kind of crazy to think now I don't work with my hands. Um, I change people's lives and I you know trade financial markets. It's <laughs> quite mind blowing. Um, but before yeah before I got involved in all this personal development journey, um, I was just a sparky apprentice, um, working Monday to Friday, celebrating on the weekends, drinking, partying. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of, I was no, one of the yeah. ones that got, you know, absolutely wasted, wouldn't remember the <laughs> night. So it was just a, a, a something I couldn't break. I was stuck in just a, like a, a loop, um, like yeah. most people, they, most people, you know, for the rest of their life, they just work um, for the weekends, um, which I don't think there's a point of doing that. I work every day now and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say, you know, you, you, you can't love work once you do it every day, but I absolutely love it because when you have success with fulfillment um to me that's just amazing Um, because as tony robbins says you know the worst form of failure is actually success without fulfillment like doing something you don't actually love even if you're making money because money is not everything yeah money is that surface i always say that you know if you've got a pile of money sitting here it doesn't mean shit right you need to have it for something we make money so that we can buy put a roof over our head have food on the table have a luxury have a holiday whatever it is and so if all you do is live for the money then you're going to lose that passion pretty quickly. But if you know why you want to spend that money, then you're going to find that um, fulfillment, um, the the passion behind it, sorry. And then if you can find fulfillment in what you do, that's just the next level up. I think when you find something you love doing, it doesn't seem like work anymore. I was talking to, who was I talking to last week? I was talking to someone and I was saying to my wife, like, I love that I can go out the door, they're just there and play with my child. But I also love that once I'm done there, I'm looking forward to coming back in here and continuing the work that I'm doing. And to have that, it just makes life and work and the balance just so much easier. So I'm so stoked that you found something like that. So young. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And like something I've heard once as well is, um, you know, money is just an amplifier. It just mm-hmm. makes things that you do more enjoyable and at a greater scale. Um, and it's, it's so true. That's all it is. It just amplifies what you have. So if you're upset before money, you're going to be even more upset. If you're a horrible person before money, you're still going to be a horrible person, you know, like, so really all it does is amplify who you are. So success is working on yourself and creating the life that you want. And it, all money does is amplify what you have. Yeah. I love that quote. That hit me as well. When I first heard it, I always say that the same thing, it just brings out people say, Oh, rich people are bad people or blah, 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 blah. No, a bad person with money is going to be a worse person. And a good person with money is going to be a great person. I mean, look at Keanu Reeves, for example, he's a really good example. He's a really nice person. He's got lots of money. He gives, he's really humbled. He really does all the things he can do to be a nice person. You know, it just depends on who you are. And as you said, it just amplifies all those traits you've got inside. So you got into network marketing and Mm -hmm. very quickly you became the number one recruiter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that would have taken a bit of 
discipline. Now, did you have per, like personal development and mindset stuff before you got into network marketing or did that all come with the uh, network marketing side? It's, a, it's an interesting one. So I only just got into personal development last year around January. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what really changed. I just decided to look into it for once. And the one thing I realized is, you know, the best way to be um, be successful is look at someone that you look up to who is successful and just do what they do. And when I looked at what successful people do, you know, they meditate, they read books, like the average CEO reads five books a month. So I was like, okay, well, I hate reading, absolutely hate <laughs> it. But if I want to be successful, I'm going to read books. Um, I started with Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. And that book. changed my life. Um, I learned so much about money and the way to look at it and building assets and liabilities and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, oh my God, there's so much you can learn from books. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, you know, I've read over 64 books. Um, that's all new wow. books. I've, re I've reread multiple books as well. I read an hour every day without a fail. Like that's just how I live because I just find like there's just so much stuff you can learn from these books. These people are successful for a reason. And yeah. the reason why you don't see them advertised on, um, on, you know, let's say on TV and stuff is because people who are watching TV aren't reading books. It's simple yeah. as that. It's like why well, you don't see a Lambo and ad um, for a Lambo on TV because they know the people who are successful aren't watching TV. Yeah. It's simple as that. But people don't get it. Um, and I guess going through that journey, um, I, I saw network marketing and one of my mentors told me is network marketing is personal development with a compensation plan. I'm like, that sounds yeah. bloody awesome. So as I grow and as I help other people grow, I get paid. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, Sounds like a amazing job to me. Yeah, um, and I just yeah, I just jumped in and started working on myself. I could I couldn't do anything like this. What I'm doing today, I, I hated public speaking. I would just you know I'd be in let's say at school and they'll tell you to go speak in front of the class or whatever. I'd rather just break my leg than do that. Um, but something <laughs> no, I learned. Thank from, you. <laughs> yeah, something I learned from mindset mentor was like. You know, our dreams die in our comfort zone and I don't want my dreams to die. So, you know, I started getting outside my comfort zone. Anything that I didn't feel comfortable doing, I started to learn to love. And yeah. that was the most powerful thing I've ever done in my life. So now I speak in front of stages, do keynotes and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm speaking next week at a crypto event. Um, my first one, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Nice. And uh, I have a goal of speaking in front of like, you know, 10,000 to 100,000 people over my lifetime. So it's going to be awesome. And, uh, yeah, network marketing has changed my life in more ways than I could ever think. Like learning the skill of sales and persuasion and all that kind of stuff has just been incredible. And the people that you meet, like you just don't know who you're talking to. Like yesterday yeah. I was talking to someone who has over like close to a million subscribers on YouTube. I didn't even know. I just jumped on a call with him and yeah, he's just really cool. He's developing, you know, a, a web free game. Um, he's got like the IP for Marvel. So he's got a pretty oh, wow. cool game and it's just like, wow, this is, I love this. I really love the fact that I'm talking to people that, you know, I wouldn't have the privilege of doing if I was a electrical apprentice, like I was back in, you know, back in 2022 and most of my life. So I'm very grateful for the life that I have. I practice five minutes of gratitude every single day to make sure, you know, I put myself Keep in that frequency before, you know, I start my day because I think that's really powerful. Yeah, that's great. I, I've got a practice of doing um, the start of all of my mindset calls here. We, we do gratitude as well. I think gratitude morning and night can change your life. And I go through times where I do morning gratitude and nighttime gratitude, and I can really feel a difference. And then I sort of slip back a bit and I only do three or four kind of like days in a week. And and it does, I can tell in myself, you know, as you said, getting into that frequency in the morning and having that like heart, like real gratitude and real enjoyment for the little things. I think Andrew Huberman says that um, a good life is the, finding joy 
an expanding amount of things and an addictive and boring life is when you when you find joy, joy only from a contracting and finite amount of things mm. paraphrasing definitely don't quote me on that one but, but um i really love that because the more you find gratitude the more you find things to be grateful for the more you find the small things and the more you can find happiness in everything that you have and starting a day like that is is powerful yeah 100 percent. it's it's honestly <laughs> a lot yeah but if you can just be grateful for what you have instead of what you don't have, like you will always be happy with your life. And yeah, no, like if you're happy with what you have, why you can never be, you can never be upset. And also <laughs> you think about it, you know, if you're ever upset and you're depressed or whatever it is, just understand that there's people with a lot worse than you have. Like most people don't have a fridge. Most people don't have a house. Some people don't have feet. You know, some people just don't have clothes. Some people just don't have a family that loves them and supports them. So like yeah. really think about what you have every single day, you know, like just to me, when you really tap into that frequency and that mindset, you know, you can always be happy. You can always get through tough times. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, and one of my favorite quotes is, bro, and I absolutely love this. A lot of people, when they're in a dark place, they, they think they're getting buried, but they're actually getting planted. And I think that's just so beautiful. I absolutely wow, love I haven't that. heard that before. That's a good one. So when you're in a dark place, don't feel like you're getting, get, getting buried. Feel like you're being planted, ready for growth. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, it. I like it. I like it. I'm just going to jot this one down. <laughs> I like I'm all about one. quotes, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I live, I live by quotes. I have them everywhere. Looks like you and I want to share some, um, some same, same goals and attributes. I also want to speak in front of ten thousand plus people on a stage. I, I found my passion for public speaking, and you know, this podcast in itself was a way to kind of kickstart that and get myself into, you know, that um, routine. So you know, maybe one day we can share a stage. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, yeah, bro. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it. So, yeah, there's, there's a <laughs> go on. I was going to say there's a possibility, um, even next month, uh, not uh, next year, I might be speaking at Optus Stadium. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so that could be massive. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll, I'll be home and uh, come see you. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about a bit of discipline. Okay. So, you say you, you do gratitude every single, um, day you you read your book one hour that's just the way you live your life i know you do cold yeah. showers and cold plunges yeah. almost every day you do meditation journaling all this stuff yeah. every day without fail to a point mm -hmm. where you've given yourself a challenge which how many days are you up to now tell me a bit about that well my working out. <laughs> is it workout as well is it all of it or just the workout well so the 221 days that's when i made the commitment to start actually counting how many days i'm working out for okay. um and I was on stage doing a, a keynote and I was like, okay, the best way to hold myself accountable is to just let everyone know that I'm going to make a commitment to work out every day for the rest of my life. Um, mm -hmm. And that's serious. Like when I say something, I stick to it. Um, I, I'm always a man of my word because if you can't trust yourself, why could anyone trust you? So yeah. that's something that I've done. Um, I don't know how many times I've, you know, done cold showers and ice baths and meditated and all that kind of stuff. I haven't been counting that, um, but I have been counting my workouts and everything. So yeah, like, Honestly, man, like your morning routine, like having those little wins every single day is really just compounds over a long period of time. Um, I'm not sure if you read the book, um, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. After I read that book, my life changed completely. I just realized that small little habits over a long period of time create exponential growth. And it, I'm like literally the living example of that. Um, I awesome. started back in January, you know, it's only been 18 months and the life that I've created for myself and people who have seen it, be inspired has just been it's 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 amazing it's really really cool yeah it really hasn't been a long long venture so were you 
But did you have that willpower? Did you have that, I follow it through with what I say, um, that discipline before you got into network marketing or is that something that's grown along with your self-development, do you think? Um, that's interesting. Um, well, I feel like I've always been a man of my word to some degree. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know I've been slack in the past, you know, with Jim, you know, I wouldn't go every single day like I do now. But like, yeah, I mean, I've always been someone that people could trust. Um, so that was always something I've always respected and that's something I learned from my dad. Um, like if, you know, if I said I'd be there, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. Um, I never just didn't show up or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, like for work, always 10 minutes early. It's just something that I was taught as a young age. Um, but the discipline, yeah, that just came from being a part of the company that I'm involved with and surround myself with like-minded people. Um, because in Perth, there's not many people like myself who are into personal development, are very disciplined, um, are into the crypto space and entrepreneur space. Um, well, I didn't have it back then. And I, I just needed that community that was online to interact with and have them believe in me for me to believe in myself. Yeah. And once I have the belief in myself, nothing could stop me. Yeah, nice. I think that's very powerful what you said just then. Once I had the belief in myself, nothing can stop me. I think with trading, especially um, <clears throat> from the groups and the people that I coach and talk to and help, so many of them want to get into trading because they know the benefits, but they don't believe that they can do it. And I'm like, that's where you have to start. Like, doesn't matter about strategy. doesn't matter about mindset. doesn't matter about anything else. If you don't believe you can do it, then you're not going to do it. One of my favorite quotes is, whether you truly believe you can or you truly believe you can't, you are correct. One of my favorite quotes. And it's really the start it. of it. The start of anything comes from that belief. And so you know, I love that you said, as soon as I truly believed in myself, you know, you're unstoppable, right? And I always tell people, if you don't believe you can do this, why don't you believe you can do it? Let's figure that out. Because everything else is just going to be proving your ego correct. If you're like, oh, I, I messed up this strategy or I messed up this trade, you know, I can't do this. Your ego is going to win that every single time because you don't believe it. So therefore, everything you do is going to be leading towards proving your ego right, which is a lose-lose situation, right? And so we need to shift yeah. that belief. And for you to say yeah. straight out the bat, I believed I could do it and prove what 18 months later, here you are just, <laughs> just getting started, really. I mean, I think you've got big plans ahead and things are growing Absolutely. very rapidly, right? Yeah. I'm excited. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's awesome. So with this discipline, you've got 221 days. Do you have a, um, is there a goal or is this something like milestoning where you kind of go, I'm going to start with 50 days of discipline, then you get to 15, you go, I'm going to go 100 days and then you go, I'm going to go 200. Or do you have like an end goal in mind or is it just? Well, my, my goal with what I said is I'll work out every day for the rest of my life. So you know, maybe by the time I'm 70, it's, a, it's like, a, you know, a couple, you know, thousands and thousands of days, which would be pretty cool. And the thing is why I do this, right, is one, you know, I, I want to have no, my, my competition, I, want, I don't want any of that. Like, I want to be the best of the best. Mm -hmm. um, whether you like that or not, don't really care. I, I just <laughs> like, I mean, I love to inspire people, but, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be the best. And I want to make myself not something that someone can just duplicate, duplicate um, because the thing is, I don't know many people in my industry or my age who have given up alcohol for life. Like I have, no. um, you know, I'm almost 12 months sober, which is wow. just always my mind because I used to drink all the time. Um, yeah. I don't know anyone who reads an hour every single day and works out every single day and does ice baths five times a week and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I, the reason why I did it is just like, well, if any of my competition try to catch up to me, good luck because yeah. they're not going to be able to duplicate what I have. So, you know, yes, they might be a really good um, in, in network marketing, let's just say, but they don't have all the other attributes. They might not be healthy. They might be unfit. They might not have the education and knowledge I've learned from books. And eventually from everything I've learned, I'll be able to just completely 
you know, overpass them. Um, one of the minds that I had with the drinking was most people, you know, are hung over at least, you know, once a week, right? Yep. So if you add that up over one year, that's 52 days ahead of them. I am now. And then over 10 years, it's 520 days. So wow. now there's 520 days that I'm working, they're not. And I'm just like, well, good luck catching up to me because you're not going to, you have no chance. And because I'm, I'm also reading books and I'm, you know, working out, I'm also more efficient and more faster and more energy because energy is everything. Yeah. Um, and that's how I, that's the way I look at it. So I don't really have an end goal. I just want to keep going the way I'm going and just be consistent, inspire people because the amount of people that I've been inspired from just showing my stories of my working out and my ice baths, my reading, it rubs off on people. Eventually they yes. like, bro, I now, I now read every day. I now work out every day. I now do all this kind of stuff. And I just want to say, thank you. I'm like, awesome. Cause one of the things that I always thought is like, I always try to change people. But the thing is like, if you want to see a change in the world, you know, change yourself first mm-hmm. and be the change that you want to see in the world. Um, and to me, that was just like, that makes so much sense. So if I want to see more motivated people and people who are disciplined and people who are reading, I need to start doing that. Yeah. And as I did that, I started creating that exact reality of people started reading, being more motivated, being more disciplined. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, it's just all I needed to do. I didn't need to force anyone to do anything. I just needed to be who I wanted to see in the world and create that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy the way that happens. I think <clears throat> good leaders, good CEOs, you know, all those kind of role models they are there because they are changing themselves and kind of being a guide. Like they're not telling people what to do, not changing people, not being like, Hey, you should do this to be better. It's this is how I got better. Come along for the ride if you want. And if you have an unstoppable amount of that energy to keep changing yourself and keep growing and have that aspiration, then you can change an unlimited amount of people because there's always going to be someone who picks up, at the level that you're at and comes along or finds the inspiration in that. And they might find inspiration just in your journaling, or they might find inspiration in your network marketing, but just one thing here and there, if you've got a repertoire of things that you're constantly growing and developing, there's going to be a bunch of people who can find light in that. Like for me, I always say, create a mentor, you know, find someone you said it earlier, find someone who's got what you have and just kind of follow exactly what they're doing. And I find mentors, I thought mentor was like, I need to pay someone, sit down with them and talk to them one-on-one like once a week. And while that's good in a mentor, of course, it's not kind of what a mentor is to me now. Now I'm like, okay, for example, I have one guy that I met snowboarding in Canada and now he's come back to Australia and he's gotten really fit and healthy just on his social media. And I follow him along because that's an inspiration for me. He's like a mentor to me in that area. And I, you know, message him and you're probably doing the same thing to a bunch of people who are like, oh, I've always wanted to read more. Oh, this guy's always reading. I've got to get my book out. You know, that kind of <laughs> cue, cue trigger so they, they're on social media and they see your book they're like maybe i should put my phone down and get a book out instead so yeah it's awesome that you've been able to find that um i'd say that aspiration but that drive to be that leader and i think that's probably one of the reasons why you've become you know the top recruiter in in your industry <laughs> yeah so congratulations I, man well one, one of the things i've learned is like the most successful people they just keep investing in themselves you know they invest in in their education they invest in their health they invest in their business and that's really what makes you succeed. And one of my favorite quotes is, you know, um, what you need to focus on is, is filling your mind and your mind will fill your wallet. And I was just like, that makes so much sense. Is the more, the more, you know, the more I learn, the more I'm going to earn. Yeah. And eventually anything that I invest, I'm going to make back. Um, and because if you think about the really only difference between someone, who, let's just say in the real estate market, you know, they go out there and they buy a property, right? Yes, they can get lucky and make a lot of money, but someone who's educated has been doing it for a couple of years goes into the property market knows exactly what they're doing they will absolutely kill it 
because yep. they're educated. The more you, the more you know, the more you're going to grow, and the more the more you're going to earn as well. So to me, that's just the most powerful thing you can do is invest in yourself. Um, and by doing that, you know, most of my money goes into investing in myself, and obviously yep. the results speak. And the really funny thing is, like, I went to um, Empire Mastery course um, a couple couple months ago, which was like seven grand. Now, mm-hmm. something that I realized is like, if you really think about it, if you have a business, right, and you don't really want to be in, you know, heaps of profit, like at the end of the at the end of the day, when it comes to the financial, like the end of the financial year, like you want to have less profit as possible, so you don't have to pay as much tax. So all that money you should be investing into your business, investing into yourself. So that you don't, you know, you don't have to pay. Let's just say you had a hundred grand, right, and you had to pay twenty five percent tax. That two hundred fifty k could go into investing in yourself instead of to the to the government. So I was just yeah. like, that makes so much sense now. Why you know all the why I don't actually have so much money in my bank because I keep investing it in myself, and it made me feel it made sense to me for once. It's like okay, now I get it because I always thought, oh, you know, all these people who show off to have like hundreds of grands and thousands and thousands of dollars in their bank. But the thing is, they got to pay tax on that. So, what's, you know, really, you should be investing that in yourself. There's no point saving it. Just invest it. Um, obviously, no financial advice here, guys. It's just <laughs> the way I. This is the way I live my life and what I do, and some of the things I've learned that really have just opened my mind up to how I should handle my money and how I should invest it. Yeah, it's like that asset accumulation. You know, I mean, you want assets that produce more money, and so when you're, especially when you're first starting out. You just want to keep pumping that back in, like take the money that you're earning and make things, grow things, develop yourself. Like, but I don't think people realize how much investing in yourself is probably like the best investment you can make. So many people go, oh, I can't spend money. Like that, they won't spend money on a gym membership yeah. to better themselves, but they will spend the same amount of money in one night out at dinner. And it's like yeah. your investments need to be based around yourself. If you invest into yourself, mindset, health, you know, all that kind of stuff, that's going to be the starting point for everything else to grow. And then you, as you said, take that, you don't need cash. It's like we were speaking before cash in the corner of the room doesn't do anything. You need to know what you want to spend it on. And if you can buy more assets that produce more income, and then you can keep growing and expanding. That's how you get to that true wealth. In, in my opinion, that's how you get to that real yeah, financial generational wealth, financial freedom. And it's the only investment where if you invest in yourself, you can't fail. Yeah. Like you can't lose any other investment you can. There's always a chance of losing. Yeah, there's always risk, but uh, there's yeah. not much risk in uh, investing in yourself. You pretty much always make gains on that. So <laughs> with all, with all the, the mindset and, and the growth and the discipline, what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced so far in the last, I'd say 18 months because it's been such a short journey, but what was the biggest challenge? Um, well, as you probably would experience, like as you grow and as you keep developing yourself and becoming this, you know, role model, this inspiration to people, like everyone else is going to, you know, you're going to get haters. You're going to get people mm-hmm. who put you down. Um, but one of my favorite quotes I live by is hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And it's so true. People who are hurting are going to hurt you. So understand that anyone who does hate you, they're really just hurting. And they, you, you make it because you're, you know, you're up here and they're down here. You make them feel pretty uncomfortable and they want to bring you back down to your, to their level. So they don't have to look at themselves and feel shit. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's the truth. Like that's really all it is. And I got a lot of that. I mean, I had to, I, I don't really, any of my friends that I had before, I joined, you know, in this personal development journey. Um, yeah, they, they don't really talk to them. They're not, they're not my mates anymore because really they were holding me down and they weren't ready to grow with me. And um, and I understand we become the, the product of our environment. Um, you know, the average of the five people we surround ourselves with. And I, I was just like, well, I'm going to start surrounding myself with people that I want to be like. 
So I started running like crypto meetups um, back in Perth where I had like 90 people attend every week. And I was surrounded by doctors and surgeons and lawyers and like really successful yeah. people. Um, and it was just really cool. And these people were like obviously a lot older than me, you know, most of them 30, 40s, in the 50s. And I'm just a young 21 year old back then. So <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, and it's the, I guess the hardest part is just to understand that the people that you have around you, they're probably going to, they're probably not going to support you. They're probably going to hate what you're doing, but believe in yourself, believe what you're doing is the right thing. And eventually, you know, maybe they will turn around, which just has happened. A lot of people who gave me a lot of crap for what I was doing and told me crypto was a scam. And, you know, you're, you're just, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to be anything have gone, you know, they've apologized and asked for my help. And a lot of them have joined my company and are now their mentor. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty <laughs> nice cool. But um, that's the one thing you need to understand as you grow. Um, a lot of people are not going to be happy with it. Yeah, you really have to shed that old skin, don't you? And I, and I know, you know, being from Perth as well, that tall poppy syndrome in Australia yeah. uh, is is pretty chronic. You know, people do not like when people kind of branch out. Um, and exactly as you said, I think I had the same thing. When when people who grew up and have come from where you're from see you expanding and growing and realize that, hang on, they've got the exact same background from me, but they're making it then I think the only person they've got left to blame is themselves and they don't like that. So they start to pull you back down to be like, no, you can't, you can't be successful because then I don't have an excuse. You know, I can blame That's my it. environment here, but once someone from my area starts to take off, then I don't have an excuse anymore. So I know I'll release my anger and frustration out on that person and try and drag them back down to where I am. But I mean, you yeah. do have the true friends who support you, but um, yeah, I think the, <laughs> the inner circle and then the outer circle just is a lot of, facade which tries to bring you down and i had that and i personally was really bad at handling it i would get defensive and attack it like defend myself so strong and it wasn't for a while until i realized hang on this is just making it worse like this is not this is i'd say this is beyond me you know like i don't need to spend my energy trying to defend myself to people i don't really give a shit about like if you're there attacking me and telling me that i'm useless and not going to do anything and that i'm all this negative stuff why am i wasting more energy trying to prove to you that i'm not like it was a nice realization for me that I went, actually, if I'm going to keep growing, I'm much beyond this. I've grown past this little bullshit comments and these little, and usually they feed the the arguments, you know? So if you just turn mm. a blind eye, duck, water off a duck's back, it kind of disappears into the ether and you move on. And... <laughs> the, the one thing I, I learned is like, um, I, well, through my journey, I realized the most important things for me is protecting is my time and energy. Yeah. Um, and if someone's negative, I just, I just don't bother, man. Like I literally, if they're going to be negative, I give them one more chance. And if they do it again, I just block them on Facebook. Like I mean, my, my block is probably bigger than my friend list. Bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? I love I, I'd, I'd say so, bro. Cause there's so many people back then who just really annoyed me. And I was just like, like <laughs> you're just negative. I don't, I don't need any of that. And really you, I, what I've done by doing that is I just created people who really believe in me and support me. Yeah. And that has created a very strong community around me that has allowed me to do what I've done. Cause I don't believe I'll be able to achieve the, what I have achieved um, without the community backing me and, you know, having my back and being supportive um, and being positive. Um, if I had people who were just, you know, giving me crap the whole time, it would have been really difficult. So yeah. I always believe, you know, community is so important. I, I say the same thing. I think community is a massive impact. I think like the community that I've built around this podcast and the mindset calls and stuff, that's one of the things that keeps me going in the hard times when I wake up and I'm feeling like shit and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Or like, uh, I haven't got something to talk about today because I've just been 
unfocused all weekend or something. And then I'm like, no, wait, there's people who are coming and showing up. Like I can do this for them. If I can't do it for myself, at least I can do it for them and finding that inner strength, which I think I need to shift that so I can find it for myself first. But, you know, it's nice that during those hard motivated times, you've got that support and that, that those other people to kind of drag you up and be like, come on, we're going like, I don't care. <laughs> keep, keep pushing. So it's a, That's it, bro. it's a nice environment to have. So you've got a lot of discipline in and like a lot of things you do in the day, should we say, like in your routine, your morning routine, you've got like an hour of reading, an hour of um, <laughs> exercise or whatever it is, journaling, gratitude, meditation, um, yeah. you know, ice baths. What would you tell to people or how would you kind of describe your time management? How do you, because I know for me, when I was doing work, when I was, I did engineering and I was doing the nine to five. And you'd go to work, you'd come home, and then you wouldn't have the energy or the time to do anything outside of that. You'd probably sit in front of the TV, cook dinner, go to bed, whatever. Yeah. Um, how do you find the time management and the well energy, but the time management to get all those things done in a day, every single day? That must take up a large portion of your of your time. Yeah. So I just want to be clear, like, um, I didn't do this when I was doing my apprenticeship, so it would have been a lot harder back then. Mm-hmm. But now with the you know, entrepreneur lifestyle that I live, you know, I have time for him to do what I want. Um, but I, the thing is like a lot of people think being an entrepreneur is, is easy. It, it, look, it is easy, but it's also hard because you can do what you want when you want, which means if I really wanted to, I could just go to sleep and not do anything. But you have yeah. to be disciplined enough to actually wake up and do the work. No one's there motivating you to do it. You have to find that in, within yourself. Um, so a lot of people aren't really built to do, um, you know, be, be entrepreneur and that's okay. But the thing is I... I yeah, I realized how important it is having those, you know, those compounded wins in the morning. Because um, when, you know, if you woke up, right, and you were, you know, you didn't wake up on your first alarm, and you were just very in rush, and you didn't brush your teeth, or you didn't have breakfast, and then you're, you know, you're stuck in traffic, like you've had all these losses, you're just gonna have a crap day at work, right? But if you woke up on your alarm, you know, had time to meditate, do some journaling, have breakfast, and then, you know, you could have that 10 minute, you know, just before you get to work, then you would feel no matter what happened through that day, you've already had all those wins that, you know, you're in this really great mindset that, mm-hmm. you know, back in the old days, if you had didn't have those wins, like you would be reactive, you would be upset, you'd be angry. But by creating that mindset over a long period of time, you'd, you'd be honestly become more grateful and happy for what you have and you don't react. And I guess for me, we're finding the time. Um, I realized that I need to remove as much dopamine as I could. Um, a lot of people are addicted to their phones. Like I was one of those people where you got a message, you had to look at it, had to look at yeah. it every single time. Um, one of the things I definitely did, never did was like, you know, when I'm driving, look at my phone, just never do that. Just, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's something that I was really struggled with is just the fact that I got a message and I had to look. So what I realized is I'm just going to not touch my phone in terms of, I'm not going to consume anything. I'm going to, I can put things on my story to show to people that I'm doing something but I can't go on YouTube or videos or consume anything or message people or check my messages for the first about four and a half hours of the day. Um, so, which is really powerful because you know, you're, then you kind of like, once you finish all your morning routine, you get that massive dopamine release of like, now I can go on my phone and I can go all these messages, but it's not easy. Like it, it's taken time and it's really powerful because you know, I wake up, right? I wake up at 6 a.m. every single day. It's really important that you go to sleep and wake up at the same time for your um your carnal rhythm, whatever it's called, um, just so your, your body knows mm-hmm. and it actually allows you to have more energy. Um, so pretty much I wake up at 6 a.m. 
I do um, five minutes of gratitude, 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of visualization. Um, then I do my morning mantra, morning journal, have a green super drink. Um, then I head to the gym, do a three minute ice bath, um, go to the gym for about 90 minutes, listen to a podcast that whole time. So I'm getting a podcast and workout at the same time. Yep. Um, after I finish that, I do a 15 minute sauna, um, get home. I will then have my protein shake um, and then I will obviously have a shower and then um, I'll do an hour of reading. After the hour of reading, what I'll do is also I'll send birthday messages just because you don't know who needs it. So I'll go on Facebook and send all my birthday messages to people. And once I'm done with that, um, I'm pretty much, oh, actually on the way to gym, I also do affirmations um, because it's really good to speak positive to yourself and really just to create that positive mindset. Um, so with all that, I've pretty much done within you know, four and a half hours because I'm not distracted by my phone. Like you'd be amazed at how much you can get done without when you're not distracted on your phone yeah. and stuff. Because um, it is actually such a big distraction. A lot of people find themselves scroll, you know, scrolling through TikTok and going like, what am I doing? Like people didn't even know they're doing it. You know, they go for a whole half an hour and then they forget what they're doing. It's just like, oh my God, like I was one of those people and I realized this. I just, I just put my phone away, put on do not disturb and uh, only look at it when I need to. Like if I need to create, let's say if I need to work right, I do something called the Pomodoro technique, which is where you do 25 minutes on and five minutes off. That 25 minutes on, you're actually, um, you're downloading the information and that five minutes off, you're installing it. So like a computer, okay. but when you're installing it, it actually goes through your mind a lot faster. So you retain the information pretty, um, pretty well as well. And that's the reason why when I read books, um, it's taken a time, but I've actually do 30 minutes on, five minutes off, 30 minutes on and through that five minutes all i do is visualize you know what i want so maybe i want to like live somewhere maybe i want a partner maybe i want these goals i want to achieve and that's what i use that five minutes for and then i go back into reading um and that's just been really really powerful so um i understand that time is one of the most valuable assets and i make sure that i use it very wisely because the thing is guys one thing that when i wake up every day is i remind myself you know and i thank the universe or the high intelligence whatever you want to call it god um that you know, thank you for giving me my second chance in life to pursue my purpose and passion. Um, because it's really true. Every day you don't know if you're going to wake up. And the fact that you do, that's your second chance to go after your goals, go after your dreams. So I make sure I thank the universe every single day for that. And it really makes you realize that, you know, you are lucky to be alive right now because a lot of people aren't waking up. And it, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. really powerful. That's a, yeah, it's a, a bit of an eye-opener. It's true. People, not everyone wakes up. I mean, my granddad... He, bless his soul. He went to sleep, didn't wake up. And I'm sure there's people, hundreds of people doing that. Thousands of people doing that every single day of um, the year all around the world. So yeah, it really is a, a blessing and, and it's good to bring awareness to that. What was that thing called 25 on five minutes off? What was the name of that? Uh, called the Pomodoro technique. Pomodoro technique. I haven't heard of that um, one. Either. Pomodoro technique. It's, it's yeah. I'll be looking that one up. I like that because I often find that when I'm listening to a podcast, I kind of do the same thing. I exercise and, and listen to podcasts, but I often find in the last 15 minutes, I start to, my brain starts to wander. I'm like visualizing or trying to think about other things. And then I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, ah, man, hang on. Like, I also don't have set time to be doing that. So I feel like if I had the set time, then I'd be like, I, I can focus for a bit and then maybe, you know, five minutes, just give myself that visualization time and then come back. So that's a pretty cool one. I've heard of that. I'm going to, I'm going to look into that. Thanks for, thanks for bringing something new. Great. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I, love, I love finding new little nuggets like that. <laughs> On this 18 months, did you have that holy shit moment? Was there a moment where you were like, wow, I can't believe this is really happening. I've made it. Or is it still just like a process that's continuing to grow? <laughs> 
um honestly i'm pretty bad like i kind of just never settle i kind of just keep going um i'm not really great at rewarding myself which is something i'm trying to get better at mm -hmm. um i mean i do do my reflection you know i do look back at my life and go oh my god like whoa i achieved a lot like when i did my reflection last year of all the things i achieved i was just like whoa what the hell <laughs> like, it really <laughs> just blew my mind um but I definitely, yeah, I, I never really get comfortable. Um, I just keep moving and keep moving forward because I read that book, um, Winning by Tim Grover, and winning doesn't settle for anyone. Like if you stop and you slow down or anything, like winning's just gonna get the next person who wants it. Um, and um, I um, I have the winning mindset, bro. I, I just keep trying. I keep trying to be uncommon amongst the common. Um, and mm -hmm. I won't stop until I win. I won't stop until <laughs> I'm finished. Well, do you have do you have a win? What it what it you say you won't stop till you win? What's your what's your winning? Do you have a finish line or is it just the? I don't even know, bro. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know. I just I love what I do, so I guess when I when I don't love what I do, somehow like yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. But um, like money is not really something I really care about. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, I believe I'll be a billionaire within a couple of years, um, which is exciting. But like, I'm not really focused on that. I'm more focused on you know leaving a legacy for myself because my, my why in life is to be remembered like i don't want to okay. die and no one know who i what who i am and i want my you know future generation to know i'm the reason why they don't struggle about money and why they can do something that they love and they have the knowledge that they have to build businesses so um that's something that i i live by and it's good to know whenever things get tough like the reason why i'm doing this is i want to be remembered um yeah. that's really powerful i was about to ask literally my next question is do, do you have your why, like do you, what, what is your tradition? Why do you know what your original reason was? Um, because I think the why is, you know, extremely powerful. I say to people all the time, know your why. I think we're talking about it just before. Know your why, because that's what's going to help you during the hard times. That's what's going to help you when shit gets tough and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I'm doing this anymore. And then you're like, wait, no. Would future Bailey, who wants to be remembered, be able to sit there and go, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. No, he won't get up and keep fucking working, right? So it's it's right. powerful and it, of course it makes sense that you've got your why and, and that's what keeps driving you but yeah. was that the original uh, reason no, would you say i was gonna tell you that yeah. i was gonna tell yeah. you so my, my why for a very long time and because i didn't really know what it was um i thought my why was i want to retire my parents mm -hmm. but if you really think about it a why never goes away so if once you retire your parents you can't just be the same why anymore so okay. what, what, I, what i realized is i did something called seven layers deep and it's where you yeah, get your why and you believe it is and you write why, 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 why? And what happens at first, you're thinking with your brain, but by the end of it, you're thinking with your heart. And that's when you mm -hmm. go, oh, that's what my why is. And that that was when I realized I want to be remembered because yes, retiring my parents is great, but why do I want to do that? It's because I want to be remembered. I want to be one of those people in the generations who you know, actually changed the family tree, who was the one that did everything, who changed the way that everything was supposed to be. Um, and I, I think that's just, yeah, it's really powerful once you know what your real why is in life. Yeah, that is. I actually do the seven levels deep exercise as well. I love that. There's a few episodes way back at the start of this um, where I did it with uh, three people who were on the calls regularly. Um, but what what I like about this is my because my why um, was to retire my mom. But I like how you said your why can never change because for a long time, I've even got on my vision board right here, my mom's face and retired on top of her. <laughs> but um as you say you know your why because after that i was like well what, what what's when she's retired what do i do 
after that, you know, this is kind of playing, and this is kind of where my, I guess my question was at the start, which may have been a bit loaded if you had the win, because Simon Sinek, he talks a lot about the difference between a finite game and an infinite game, and a finite game, like you're just playing to win, whereas an infinite game, you fall in love with the process and you can play over and over and over again until forever. Um, yes. And the idea of retiring my mom, that's a finite game. My goal is to retire her once she's retired, game over. But what's an infinite game? What, what's the one that I can continue to play? And I think Alex Amosi talks about this and he says, you know, you should have something that outlasts you. If you want, if you want to create something great, you sh it should outlast you. And um, that's yeah, that's kind of what triggered me to, to have a look and rethink my why. And although retiring my mom is a goal that I have, it's now no longer my why. And I really like what, what you said there. Um, you know, the why should never end because otherwise the game, the game's over. You stop playing. You yeah, hit the goal, yeah. it stops. So it's really interesting that you've, you've had that. And it kind of just got me thinking, I was like, yeah, you know, that's a really good thing to not have a why that doesn't end. If it just keeps going, yeah. that's the goal. Often I find there's two types of people. And I ask this question to everyone because I get confused between which kind of person I am. And I feel, and I could be wrong on this, but I feel there's pressure driven people who get under pressure and they just like, they perform and they just go. And then there's people who crack under pressure. And so when it gets too much, like they kind of implode and everything gets overwhelming. Do you find you're either of those people? Hmm, that's interesting. I feel like in some certain, uh, some certain situations, like when everything's just chaotic, like I definitely am not someone who's controlled. I'm <laughs> probably better now than I was, but I haven't really had a situation like that in a while. But when it turned in terms of business and like if something's happening in the business and everything is going crazy, like I handle that really well. Like I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to outperform everyone. Like last month, um, like some big players in um in the company left um and a lot of people and you know a lot of leaders um couldn't react with it kind of like you know were um a bit quiet for the month i just had the best month of my life and um that's because i just wanted to show no matter how hard it is and all the excuses that most people have i just wanted to be the reason why most people give up i'm the reason why i kept going like you know when when you feel like giving up understand that's where most people give up so be the person who doesn't give up and keep going and you'll remember that situation and be able to keep pushing on and inspire more people to do the same. So like now when they look back on that month, when anyone has an excuse and next time something similar happens or we're going for a really tough time, like myself personally or the business, you know, they can look back and go, look, Bailey did this when it was this, all this was happening. What's your excuse? Or when, yeah. I, when I'm going through a tough time again, you know, all this was happening. What's your excuse? And it allows me to now, you know, have no excuses and just perform. And one of my things, um, one of my favorite quotes is um, your, your responsibilities don't, your, no, that's it. Sorry. Your circumstances don't change your responsibilities um, okay. is one of my favorites because no matter what happens, no matter how you feel, your responsibility and you've got to act on it. Um, so sorry about that. I, I honestly just couldn't remember what it was called. I have that, time, I have that sometimes as well. It's like, what's this quote again? But um, even when they're like your favorites. So your circumstances don't change your responsibility. I haven't heard that one before. Again, another quote. Love it because it's true. <laughs> I told you all of that quotes were. Yeah, yeah, you are. It's great. But it's so true because I think that, um, I, I don't know about you, but I found it really hard to really take off with my entrepreneurship while traveling, traveling because I had no routine and I had no sustainability and like there was no rhythm to what I was doing. And I always had an excuse because my circumstances were always changing. And so therefore, you know, my responsibilities would change. Oh, 
but really I think it was my priorities were changing. Um, I would go to a different place or I'd go to a different thing or something else would come up or I'd meet new people or I'd want to do this instead. So my responsibilities were still there, but my priorities were changing because my circumstances were changing. And I think that is one of the key things that I realized as, you know, if I want to keep traveling, I love travel. I'm always going to be a traveler, but you know, now creating a family, it's a bit more stable. You know, we can't bounce around so much, but that kind of opened my eyes. Like it's not so much the traveling that's stopping me is my priorities. Like when I travel, it's because I wanted to see a new place and do this. And I wasn't focused on my goals or, or, you know, my, my business. But once I sort of understood that my mindset shifted and I saw a different perspective, I was like, wait, responsibilities don't change at all. It's the perspective. It's the um, priorities that I keep changing. And if I can stick to the right priorities, then, you know, hopefully not hopefully bad use of words, I can stick to the right priorities (laughs) then success will come. (laughs) I'm trying to catch myself on my verbiage. I love that. I love that. Yeah. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And like, that's just like your, um, your non-negotiables. Yeah. They are non-negotiables. There is no excuse why you can't do it. Like it, I'm so disciplined to the point where bro, if it's 11 o'clock when I'm supposed to be on a bed and I haven't done an hour of reading, hour of reading just happens. That's what I have to do. Really? And that I, sucks, I'd love man. to get to that it level really of discipline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it, can imagine. I really hate myself sometimes. And then sometimes I forget to have a cold shower for that day. And it's like almost bedtime and I want to go to bed and I do not want to go in a bloody shower and it's freezing in Perth and I got to <laughs> do it because that's what I'm all about. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. And the thing is, no matter what I say, like, because I've built that discipline and, and I know now whatever I say I do, even if it's a, it's a crazy goal, like being a billionaire, I believe it because I know what I say happens. Mm-hmm. So learning to really stick to your word and being a man of your word or being a person of your word, because obviously there's females that listen to this. Yeah. Um, like that is so, so powerful and a lot of people just don't understand. Yeah, it really is. I think that's the one thing I'm trying to grow in myself because if you can have that that level of discipline, you can achieve anything, really. And I mean, to be able to get up, like what what goes through your head? Okay, so for someone with that kind of discipline, which I really love, what goes through your head when you're when you're sitting there and you're just like, it's middle of the night, ice cold showers on the on the cards, and it's just like fuck this, I do not want to do it, but I'm still going to. How do you, like, what do you say to yourself? Do you have a mantra? Do you think about something in particular? Do you, is there something that goes through your head that goes, okay, if I don't do this, then I'm going to. Yeah. So I kind of just look at my life like it's a movie. Like everyone's always watching. Whether Mm -hmm. anyone is watching or not, I don't care. Like I look at it as a movie that people are watching and it's five stars. So like, you know, you're watching this movie and this guy is just sitting on his bed and he's just watching Netflix and being lazy, you know, everyone would turn that off. But then you go, you know, you, you put it uh, put on and there's a guy who's going to the gym, he's doing cold showers, meditating, reading, working out, like doing all these awesome stuff. Like you would watch that. But yeah. if it's someone who's just like I said, being lazy, what's the point? So whenever I, you know, I go to, you know, I probably I shouldn't do it, but it's like I need to do it because I know myself that I'm not doing it and I know people are watching. So I need to, I need, leaders lead, bro. So I need to set myself as an example and um, just really stick to what I say. Cause if yeah. I was to not do that hour of reading, well then now I'm not a man of my word. Right. Mm-hmm. So I need to really believe in what I say and stick to it. And there's no excuses. Um, I don't care how tired I am because again, the circumstances don't change your responsibilities. Yeah. Lead when people aren't watching. I like that. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's a crazy aspect, I think, and it might be a bit of a slippery slope, but when you give yourself permission to not listen to yourself once, 
for one thing, then it's just like, well, I didn't do that. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. And I find that it's a very steep spiral. And for me, anyway, it's like I can be super disciplined and do everything. But then as soon as I say no to one thing or I I let go of that for a bit, it's just like <clears throat> just flops yeah. and everything. It's like you make that excuse for every part aspect of it once you do it for one yeah. thing. And I think when you get, I think on the contrary, when when you've got such a, a strict discipline routine and you know that letting it slip for one thing could let it slip for others, then it kind of becomes a bit easier because like, I don't want this all to fall apart. So I'm just <laughs> going to deal, deal with a three minute shower. Like my life's fucking yeah. amazing right now. Who cares if I have to get up and have a, have a cold shower right now? Yeah. One of my favorite things is what Darren Hardy teaches. And it's to say, for example, you've got like a, it's like the snowball effect, right? If you have this, mm. this, this uh, snowball and you roll it down a hill, at first, you could probably stop that motivation that you have or that discipline that you have. But eventually, why it gets to the bottom of that hill, that that ball is so big, that it becomes easy to keep letting it go than stop it. Yeah. And that's what you want to do with your motiv- your discipline oh, and wow. your habits. I never um, thought of it like I, that. Yeah, that's a really yeah. cool. Because I've heard the snowball effect, but that the point, the point of no return or that point where it becomes easier to let it go than to stop it, I've never thought yeah. about that. And that really you does shift it. the perspective because... I often will go super disciplined, like everything will be great for, I can do six months, hundred days, whatever. But then I find that I break that and it goes downhill really quickly. And then it's hard to jump back on the horse. And just hearing that, what you said there, it gets to a point where it's hard. It's easier to let it go than, than to stop the snowball. Finding that point and getting in well before that is, is going to be paramount to my ongoing success. So that's a, that's a mind shifter for me for that. So thanks for that. (laughs) So I'm going to fire some shorter questions at you, like kind of short answer questions after this next question. Um, and then we kind of wrap up with two final questions. But before we get into that, what about what, how do you, or have you dealt with like self-sabotage, negative self-talk, like the struggle for, within your own mind kind of going, Oh, you know, maybe I can't make this, maybe it's not real. Mm-hmm. Or do you not have that yeah. anymore? Um, well, honestly, everyone still somewhat doubts themselves somewhat. But mm-hmm. I've, I've done a lot of working with myself and I, I really don't have many things holding me back anymore. And I, I went and did a breath work session um, on Saturday and nice. just to see if I had any, you know, self-limiting beliefs or trauma that was holding me back that I didn't know of. And to my, to my, um, to my surprise, I had nothing. There was nothing I needed to work through. So it was really liberating to know that I literally have nothing holding me back from where mm-hmm. I want to go and what I want to achieve. Um, now, I, I, I would say that's because of all the work I've done, but also the, the life that I've lived. Um, I've been very lucky with my parents and family um, and my upbringing. I haven't had a, that, that much of a hard life. Um, so I'm, I'm very lucky for that, um, which is also kind of annoying in some sense because I can't ever like, you know, um, have empathy for people because I've never experienced what they've experienced. Like my yeah. life has been pretty great, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, kind of a... Yeah backhanded way to it's like you know i've had such a good life but now it's hard because i can't feel sorry for other or have empathy for other people so really but i mean the thing is i think you're aware of this the major thing is you're aware that other people have had it much worse and that you're aware of your situation and how lucky it is and that comes back to gratitude and so therefore i um you know that brings that humbleness into it and that you know understanding that you you have had it easier than a lot of people and i'm saying a lot of people i don't know your entire background but i know that after traveling the world about 90% of people who live in Perth have had it pretty easy in comparison. (laughs) You know, it's a pretty good place to grow up. Not everyone, of course, there's always tragedy and stuff like that. I don't want to categorize everyone, but just understanding and acknowledging that, I think, you know, that, that shows the the gratitude that you've been practicing every day. So it's good that you've managed to find your way. There's not much self-sabotage and negative 
self-talk because I think once you get to a point, as you said, it's very liberating and freeing. And yeah, I know one of the biggest issues that I deal with people talking to people and coaching and stuff on the charts is that self-sabotage and trying to find a way to get out of that. And so yeah. <laughs> I think it's just one of those battle of the trenches, you know, but knowing that there's the the light on the other end of the tunnel that when you do get out of that and you you can find your way through your own past demons and whatever it is that it does become that very freeing and liberating, which gives you even more drive and reason to kind of push to that point. That's it, bro. That's it. Right. I'm going to fire some of these questions at you. They're just kind of short, shorter answers. What is the hardest thing for you to overcome as a network marketer? Uh, it was rejection. It was yeah. people, you know, calling network marketing, a pyramid scheme and all that kind of stuff. All because they weren't educated. But like anything, when you're not educated, you don't really know anything. You just go off other people's opinions and what they think. And yeah, I found that was that was pretty difficult at the start. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same thing. I think lots of people in network marketing have it to the point where it breaks them and uh, they can't keep pushing on. I know that's what lots yeah. of people... Well, I experienced that anyway. What was the one thing you wish you were told or knew when you first started? One lesson you know now. Um, I, I wish I knew that yeah you're, you're going to you're going to upset a lot of people um and it's not gonna it's not gonna be easy but it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it like um i guess yeah i just wish i knew that it, it was gonna take a lot of discipline and it was gonna take a lot of consistency and um you know really just getting outside your comfort zone and um the reason why is because if i knew that i would have done it sooner i i really yeah. was scared of getting outside my comfort zone um because it was scary it was like i don't want to <laughs> do public speaking i don't want to talk to people i don't want to jump on calls like this like yeah. every time someone called me i'm like yep i hang up on that i didn't want to <laughs> nope. do that i just text people so i wanted to, this year to really get outside my comfort zone so i just started presenting i started doing more things you know going live on facebook stuff like that and um so yeah i'd say that just really understanding that your dreams really do die in your comfort zone. So if you really want to achieve something, you need to do what makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a powerful thing for any aspect. You don't need, you only grow when you start to feel that uncomfortableness. I don't think that's a word, but you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> what is one big lesson you wish you could just implant into those new network marketers or people in trading, I guess, but you're more network marketing side now. So, um, just don't, just don't give up. Just yeah. keep keep going because it's it isn't going to be easy. But like I said at the start, it's worth it. Um, you know you you are going to get a lot of rejections, but the more rejections you get, the more close you are to the you know that yes. Mm -hmm. And really, it, it's all a numbers game. Like you really just need to keep messaging people, keep being consistent on social media. Um, you know, building your brand because not just you're going to help you build your business through building your brand and building your social media presence, but you're also going to create other opportunities in your life um, and really exciting opportunities that you wouldn't even know. Like some people yeah. you jump on a call with and they're this like multi, multi millionaires. Like I didn't even know that this person was that. And now that even if something ever happened with, you know, the company you're with or something, you've got those connections because your network is your net worth. Um, so I realize, I realize how important our network is. And the only way by doing that is to talk to people. Like you need to just keep messaging people, being consistent on social media, um, you know, like I said, getting outside your comfort zone is, is so important. So all I would say is understand that if you message 10 or hundred people and they all say, no, just don't stop, just keep going. 
um, yeah. because eventually you will learn what works and what doesn't. And you you just have to find that one person. There could be that one person who puts in a thousand, ten thousand people, but you need to find that person. And you're not going to find that person by not messaging people and being scared. So that's yeah. that would be my advice. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you find that it all came pretty quick? This is off this, but did you find that it was like struggle, 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 and then it started to happen and it just kind of snowballed forward for you? Or was it just yeah. a slow grind? <laughs> Yeah, so I, I did struggle for a bit and I just kept being consistent, not giving and not listening to anyone or the haters and stuff. And eventually once I, you know, started getting those sign ups, started getting that momentum, mm-hmm. momentum is a powerful thing. Once you have that on your side and discipline and consistency, like there is nothing that can stop you. Like I don't know what it is, the universe, whatever. It it just realized that, you know, you've done the work and it rewards you. And one thing I would, you know, what I want to talk about is you, you get rewarded for what you do now, 90 days in advance. So you, you won't get, you won't get paid until 90 days from now. So right now you might be doing all this hard work and not getting the results. And that's because you won't get into 90 days. So understand that. That's why right now you, you, you might be like, well, I'm doing all this and nothing's happening. Trust me, just keep doing it and 90 days you'll be rewarded. So that's yeah, something that nice. I really... It was really powerful to me and it made sense. I'm like, oh, now I get it. And I think the key to that also is when you get rewarded, don't stop there because then you'll don't have to stop. wait another 90 don't days. Because <laughs> if you stop there, then in 90 days, you'll stop getting paid and you'll be like, what yeah. the hell's going on? Because I've started working again. That's it. So, that's so it. Yeah, that's, that's a nice tip. Okay, what is one of the biggest life lessons you've gotten from network marketing? I'm sure there's a lot um, of marketing, but... There's a lot of lessons, bro. I'm just yeah. trying to think about life lessons um yeah just for me would be just don't don't um give in to what people will say about you like really just keep if you if you love what you do and you really believe that what you're doing is changing lives and is making an impact and has value to people's lives don't care what other people say like it really doesn't matter like what matters is what you believe of like of what you're doing what you're selling your product your service who you are as a person that's all that matters nothing else does because really what they're saying is what how they feel inside and what mm-hmm. they see of themselves so don't take it personally um and that's something i took a long time because like i said with haters they were everywhere they were telling me all this stuff and i realized now they were weren't happy because hurt people hurt people yeah. and um it's just been really powerful to come to that conclusion that you know if i believe in myself and I understand everything. I believe myself doesn't let anyone else have a um, impact on me and I'm not reactive and I just believe in what I'm doing and what I'm selling and the product and the company I'm with, then there's nothing that can stop me because what people don't get is people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So if they understand mm-hmm. why you're doing it and you're showing that why you're doing it, like people are going to come to you like you wouldn't believe. Um, yeah. And that's not like properly, it's not like, you know, financially buying stuff, but it's also like buying into you as a person as well. Yeah, that's true. If they can see your growth and why you're doing something, then they, they can get behind that. But do, everyone does, lots of people do what you do, but not many people do what, do it for the same reasons you do. And then people are going to fall in yeah. love with the reason you're doing it rather than what you're actually doing. <laughs> that's nice. Okay. So now that you've hit those five figure months at such a young age, what's next? Where does your mind head after that? I think you've said it a couple of times on this that you're going to be a billionaire, billionaire anyway. But oh, yeah. What's yeah. your next level? Uh, so, well, my next level, I've, I set a goal is 20 grand a month by December, mm-hmm. um, which I've wrote in my journal because for me to hit my five figures last month, I wrote that in my journal for six months straight. Um, I said June 2023, you know, we'll hit over 10 grand. And then I did it. I was like, oh, my God, this this stuff really does work. Nice, um, I said, nice. Like, 
so important and uh affirmations and all that but my goal by 27 so you guys can hold me accountable is to be retired and making at least 100k a month so um we'll see what happens but um like i said whenever i say something it happens so you'll see <laughs> nice I'll be, I'll be here watching I'll, I'll be i'll be here growing with you awesome bro cannot wait all right so what would be one thing that you go back and tell your 17 year old self before you enter the real world <laughs> um that you you don't need to work for money because if you keep working for money as you can see people around you your family your friends they're not they don't have the life that you want and they don't have the time that that, that you would want in the future like if you want to travel and you want to have the freedom to spend all that, those you know those beautiful moments with your family and those special you know moments with friends and um all that kind of stuff you can't do that if you're always working for money yeah. so what i would say is like really look out and see people who have the life that you want learn what they did and also read books like god damn just read <laughs> books stop being so egotistical and read books because they are absolutely life-changing um and i hated books hated them I remember when like school at school, they would tell me to read books and I'll just watch the movie. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to read a book. Um, <laughs> what I realized is I didn't hate reading books. I hated what they were telling me to read. Mm -hmm. And once I read something I'd actually enjoyed and got value from and could learn to make money from and change my life, I was like, books are incredible. <laughs> so that, that's the advice that I would give my 17 year old self yeah. um, is to find a way for money to work for you and read books. I love that. I was the exact same. I was the exact same. We, we probably even had similar books because, you know, same kind of schooling system. And I think by the time I was in my 20s, I'd read Free Willy and it took me about almost a year. And my grandma <laughs> read Harry Potter 1 to me. And that was it. That was my whole book knowledge. And my mum was always like, Jake, you should find a book you should read. And I was like, no, mum, reading sucks. I want to go play sport or surf <laughs> or something like that. And that's because I didn't like the books that was being offered to me, exactly as you said. Then when I was in my 20s, I think Actually, I was in Mexico, so it would have been 25 or 26. And then I, I think the first book I read was The Millionaire Success Habits by Dean Graziosi. And I was like, oh, I, I can read, read that. Yeah, Millionaire Success Habits. I think I've got it up here somewhere. But yeah, it's it's a good book. Dean Graziosi, he's actually where I learned the seven levels deep exercise from. Um, awesome. Yeah, so that's where it first came from. And since then, I was like, this, I love this. Like I can get someone's brain and like ingest it bit by bit as I can when I want to. And since then, I've just taken off with books as well. That and um, I think I was unsure. And then the next book I read was by Zig Ziglar. Um, yeah. the, uh, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but that was the second book I read. And then I was like, yeah, no, I like this. And I, and I kind of took off. And I, I was the same as you, man, just egotistical. Like, no, I wish yeah. I had have 10 years earlier. I wish I had have been able to get rid of that that ego. Yeah, the one thing I just want to just add to this is there's something I, I did a lot. And I feel like a lot of people on here who are entrepreneurs and do read books probably do this is you probably just read books, right? You probably just read books for the sake of it to feed your ego. It's like, oh, I read 50 books last year, blah, blah, blah. I was one of those people. But what I realized is there's no point reading books if you, unless you're going to retain the information. So now don't look at reading books, look at studying books. Mm -hmm. Get that book and read that and like study that book, you know, take like highlight words and take notes and really remember what you just, what you just read. Because there's no point reading a book if you're just going to read it and go to the next one. Um, so that's something that I realized I had to do and now it's something that I do and it's just changed everything and now remember it all. And if you want to retain the information, go learn it and then go teach it because that's how you yeah. retain it a lot better. Well, I mean, that's kind of one of the things from the way this podcast came about because I, like all my books have got highlighters and pens and scribble in them. And yeah, I think it's Bob Proctor that. says that he, 
yes. he never finished reading Napoleon Hill and he's he was studying it like 50 years or something like that, but thinking grow yeah. rich. Um, but yeah, I've got all these like bits and pieces, but I was like, I want a way to express this and talk about it. And for me, I take in information and then I jump on a podcast and I express and just talk about all the things that I've learned. And that just like burns it into my brain so much stronger. So I a hundred percent agree um, with you there. Like study the books. Don't just, especially if you're in the kind of the genre that we're in, you know, self-help yeah. learning all yeah. that kind of stuff. If it's a fictional thing, you know, that's a bit different, but definitely yeah. entrepreneurship. I, I totally agree with you there. Right. Last question, Bailey, this one kind of stumps a few people. So we'll see what you've got, but if you could have the answer to any question in the world, the complete truth about any question, what would that question be? Oh God, that is a hard one. <laughs> if I could have the answer to any question. I okay. go, um, Oh, that's that is really difficult, eh? Yeah, it really gets it is really difficult. If I got to answer any question, would be I, I guess I would like to know this. Like, this is more of a personal thing. Like, mm -hmm. what really like started the universe? Like, what really created it? Oh, like, nice. I think that'd be pretty cool to know. Because. Yep. Yeah, you, no one really knows, um, and I think it'd be a pretty awesome, pretty awesome to know exactly how it was all created because I think it'd blow people's minds if we really knew. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, it's funny you went into intergalactic because my answer to this question is what's on the other side of a black hole. So I really, <laughs> I really want to know. Like, it blows my mind. Like, often I'll lay awake thinking and trying to like, what could be this? It could be this, and then I go off with imagination. So um it's funny that you went into that intergalactic you know big bang or whatever it was at the beginning kind of <laughs> scene so i love it all right Bailey. well honestly this has been great um i'm still so impressed by you i follow your stories and you know you inspire me daily um by all the stuff you post so keep doing exactly what you're doing i'm sure you will and i'm sure you're going to crush it but where are some places that people can get you Give us some ways that people can get a hold of you, things coming up for you. Maybe if they want to get into crypto, yeah. anything like that. What do you got for us? Yeah, no problem. So um, you can find me on Facebook, um, Bailey Powell, and that's B-A-Y-L-E-Y, -E and then Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L. -L. Um, that's where most of my my following is, my community. I'm very consistent going live on there all the time, sharing my knowledge. Um, like I post probably twice, probably twice a day. Um, also Instagram at AchieveFreedom99. And uh, if you want to learn about crypto and learn how to read the financial markets and get involved in network marketing or any kind of um, stuff like that, um, just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I'm part of a company called MTC Education. Uh, we just teach you how to read the financial markets so you can fire your boss and live life on your terms and improve your mindset and do some incredible stuff. So, yeah, it's really, really awesome. And, um, yeah, I look forward to speaking with you guys on there and i uh, appreciate um you know having me on this podcast brother it's been incredible and i love the energy that you give off and it'd be awesome to meet you thanks man. well we definitely will and I'll, I'll be back in perth well this christmas i'll be back in perth so if you're around then we'll we'll catch up and uh go for maybe an ice bath or something like that i didn't realize there were so many um good places around perth <laughs> but yeah i will chuck all your stuff in the description of this podcast um you can find that on you know youtube spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that sort of stuff. So I'll, there'll be links in the description to your pages that you want people to get you on. So you can go and hit Bailey up. And if not, just follow him because he's young inspiration and he's going to be going places. And I think this is a place where you want to catch on to him and um, follow his story. Because as you said, 
billionaire ch- talking in front of hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people on stage right next to this guy right here. All right. Boy, I'm looking good. forward to it. Every <laughs> yeah, sick, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Um, looking forward to another episode. We'll be back on um, Tuesday, I think. No, today's Tuesday. So we'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday. And um, yeah, we'll be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now.